the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What is up, Cougar fans? This is the show where we take fans into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and show them what a game day is really like. This is episode three, and if you're keeping track at home, BYU is undefeated since we have come on the air, I'm just saying. Let's take a look back on how the Cougars picked up their second straight overtime victory. To the wide right for Slovis in the gun. He claps the hands, takes a chest high snap. He will throw quickly, batted up, and intercepted! Did they get it? If they got it, it's over! It's over! The Cougars picked it off! Things didn't start looking this optimistic when USC opened the game with a quick drive resulting in a seven-yard pass from rookie Keaton Slovis to Michael Pittman Jr. for a touchdown. Just a few minutes later, however, BYU's own Peyton Wilgar intercepted a pass to set up a short 28-yard drive, ending in a touchdown run for, yep, Dangamuluku. You heard that right. The star cornerback for BYU ran it in from one yard out with a big defensive tackle, Kairos Tonga, leading the way. Both teams would stay locked at seven points apiece until late in the fourth quarter when BYU's kicker Jake Oldroyd was able to knock down a field goal to give the Cougars the lead. Shortly after the start of the second quarter, USC was able to notch a field goal of their own and tie the game up 10-10. On the next drive, BYU would go 74 yards and cap off the drive with Zach Wilson throwing a 30-yard dime of a pass to receiver Dax Milne for the touchdown. Milne had a defender all over him and was able to pull in the pass for an incredible catch, which sent the home crowd into a frenzy. Zach throws to the 10, to the 5, caught at the goal line. Touchdown, Cougars! Touchdown, Cougars! And Dax Milne puts the Cougars back on top. The excitement would be short-lived, though, as on the next possession, USC had an impressive drive of their own, ending in a five-yard touchdown run by the Trojan running back, Vavai Malapai, to tie the game at 17. Early in the fourth quarter, USC would score, with Keaton Slovis connecting with Michael Pittman Jr. again to take the lead 24-17. BYU would answer by scoring its first points of the second half, coming in the form of a 32-yard field goal by Jake Oldroyd. Just one possession later, BYU would take the lead again with its electrifying young quarterback, Zach Wilson, making an incredible run to score the go-ahead touchdown and bring the game to 27-24 for the Cougars. USC would tie the game with a field goal with just a minute 48 left, forcing the game into overtime. The Cougars possessed the ball first in OT and ended their drive with a 42-yard field goal from kicker Jake Oldroyd, a.k.a. Ice Coldroyd, self-proclaimed. The Trojans now had their chance to score and could tie the game with a field goal of their own or win the game with a touchdown. Their drive was short and came down to a crucial third and six play. USC's quarterback, Keaton Slovis, dropped back to pass and threw a ball into heavy coverage where the ball was tipped and intercepted by Diane Gonwaluku, and the game was over. BYU edged out USC in overtime with a final score of 30-27, to and the Cougars improved to 2-1 on the season. This week is another tough matchup facing the 22nd nationally ranked Washington Huskies. I'm lucky I get to be around these young men, you know, and I get to be around awesome fans, and so... Uh... Uh, I think the perception, we just, what, it doesn't really matter. I, I we had a great moment, a great experience, and, and, uh, and uh, memories that will last forever. And then that, that's, uh, I can't wait to make some more. <laughs> 
Washington is coming off a big win for their team over the University of Hawaii. The Huskies were able to execute their game plan and ended the game with a deciding score of 52-20. to Washington opened the game with a quick drive to score a touchdown with a pass from quarterback Jacob Eason to receiver Hunter Bryant and wouldn't look back. By the end of the second quarter, the Huskies had already taken a crushing 31-point lead and would start the second half up 38-7. to After a brief surge from the Rainbow Warriors, Washington would come alive in the fourth to score two more touchdowns, putting the nail in the coffin and making the final score 52-20. One of those late TDs was the first of Puka Nakua's collegiate career. That name should sound a little familiar to BYU faithful. He's the younger brother of former Cougar safety and all-time interceptions leader Kai Nakua. The true freshman was a four-star recruit out of Orem High School right up the street and chose UW over BYU, USC, and others on signing day. He heads back to Utah this week in the first game away from Seattle for the 22nd-ranked Huskies. The Cougs will have to be ready for a couple future draft prospects that had great games last weekend. Jacob Eason, the Washington quarterback, was able to pick apart the Hawaii defense and ended the game with an impressive stat line, completing 18 of 25 for 262 yards and three touchdowns. In addition to having a quarterback playing so well, the defense for the Huskies was able to cause quite a few problems for the Rainbow Warriors. Washington was able to intercept the ball on three separate occasions, with two of the interceptions coming from the exceptional defensive play of DB Miles Brandt. When we get back to the Cougar tailgate, we will talk to the Rock about the new throwback uniforms BYU will wear today against the Washington Huskies. Did you know that the first wave at a college football game, you know, where all the fans stand up and cheer one after another going around the stadium, happened at the University of Washington in a game between the Huskies and the Cardinal Halloween night of 1981. Everybody, it's game day. BYU versus the Washington Huskies. The Cougars debuting some impressive throwback jerseys, helmets, and socks. We went on campus to talk to the youngsters about what they thought about the old school uniforms. This is Rock Talk on Cougar Tailgate. I think they're pretty clean, yeah. Pretty sick. Um, honestly, I really like the the royal bottoms with the white jerseys. Uh, the helmets, I don't know, I, like I've seen what a lot of people think about them. I personally think they're kind of cool. It looks really nice actually, really well designed. I'm stoked, I think they're super cool. I think those are pretty slick. I think they uh, those look pretty fresh, they're modern. Um, they make them seem more intimidating than they probably actually are. Okay, I think the new jerseys, are pretty basic looking. They're nice and sleek. The only thing I don't really like is the Y on the helmet. It looks kind of crooked and it kind of throws me off. So other than that, everything is great. Those look think? those look amazing. Um, I really like the, the new uniforms that they've put together for this game. I think it's really exciting for fans and it'll help the fan base to be able to continue to cheer on a team that has gotten the ball rolling here in the last couple games. Um, and it'll be a fun sight to see them bring back some old traditions to uh, a new a newfound rivalry against Washington. It's beautiful. Very blue. Uh, shiny. I like the little sparkle in the corner right there. 
That's what the students think of the throwback whiteout jerseys. But what are some of their favorite jerseys of all time? I think my favorite's the blackout. Um, but I think it'd be cool to see a blackout with the royal like numbers and stuff too. I do like blue a lot. I'm a blue lover, so. <laughs> um, probably the the navy blue. Yeah, the classic. Yeah, the classic. Yeah, I like I like classics. Um, I I gotta say the royal, but I like the royal with the white bottom. Definitely white. It's kind of. I don't know, it's just kind of clean, and then uh, sometimes you see like the grass stains that just shows how, how hard they're playing, so yeah, just white. My guess is just the navy, yeah. Um, I'm an all-Royals fan. I think that looks really awesome with just the white accents. I think that looks really solid and makes us look like a, a team with authority. I've always been a fan of the Royal. Um, I like Royal and Black as well. It's a little bit less garish, I think, but I think that uh, these are these are good looking. These are good looking jerseys. I really liked the blackout uniforms that they rolled out a few years ago, but they have not seemed to make a comeback in a couple of years. So we'll see if they come back. All right, they have some opinions that are all over the place, but let's bring in our producer Cole to see what some of our favorite jerseys are we've got opinions too present and possibly future Uh, we have any poll we'll see so we're going to design some of our own right now all right let's do it (laughs) and it's definitely going to not include the bib Ooh! so we're getting (laughs) we're getting right into it let's just get into it byu's most controversial most reviled a stain upon the uniform history of a proud institution the bib. And the thing about the bib is that it wasn't even a bib on both sides, you know? Like it was <laughs> – so it was white on the front. It was a bib. Uh-huh. But the back was blue. And the NCAA officially came down and said, this this jersey is so bad. You cannot have this anymore. You can't have a two-tone jersey where it's white on the front and blue in the back. No more. No more. I love that the NCAA had to intervene with BYU and say, listen, those are ugly. You you can't you can't do that. Of course, the NCAA intervened, but that's a whole other story. Right? Oof, oof. <laughs> but the tan the tan part of them wasn't the bad part because there. You didn't I, mind the tan. I think that there are a couple really good diamonds in the rough there in those tan years. I don't hmm. hate them across the board. I think okay. the bibs deservedly get a bad rap. But the tan sleeves that were going on in that time, or okay. even the kind of accents that came up across the jersey, mm-hmm. the way the Jacksonville Jags, so the Jags have had all kinds of uniforms right. across the years. Their 2012, like Maurice Jones Drewish era, mm-hmm. had these cool stripes that came up and framed the numbers really well. We did hmm. that with tan. I thought that worked okay. Okay. I, I don't mind the tan. I'm more, I like the solid, you know? I mean, show me a great design with the tan, and I could possibly like it. The ones I've seen back in, it was in the 90s, right? That's when we were rocking rocking the tan. I didn't hate it, but now when you see the uniforms now, when you see, like, the solid black or the solid white or royal Mm. blue, even the navy, it's like, oh, yeah, that just looks sleek. It looks nice. And not gimmicky or cheesy. Right. If there's ever going to be a time, though, to bring back the tan, it's while we got Kalani as coach because that was his era at BYU. But we need to, man, I'm going to ask Kalani what he thought of those. He had to wear them. He's going to have an opinion. He's for sure going to have an opinion. I'm I'm actually upset I didn't ask him this past week leading up to this game. But yeah, my favorite 
jersey that I've seen so far that just like popped to me was the blackout is when BYU yes. does the blackout. I think that is so awesome. And I know black isn't traditionally one of BYU's colors per se, but but it just looks so intimidating to me. I mean like intimidating in a good way to their team. It just looks it just looks very, very sleek. And I like how it works with the royal accent. Yes, with the royal accent. Oh my goodness. And yeah, the, the black matte helmets with the royal blue Y. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yep, that's probably my absolute favorite. What and about it, you? And it looks great under the lights. Mm-hmm. It's either that all black or uh, bringing the royal into it as well. The best game of the year. It's the rivalry game when you get all royal versus all red. The color on color matchup. So I'll be honest. I I suffer from an ailment known as color blindness that affects oh, so many cool. of us across the you. nation. Oh. When the NFL first started doing color-on-color matchups, the very first game they did was the Bills and the Jets. Mm -hmm. And that was red versus green Uh on a green field where everything just blended together for me. (laughs) And it was just the worst night of football of my visual life. But blue versus red is enough contrast, and they both wear a little bit of a brighter version of it than they normally do. And I love how that looks under the lights. That's awesome. Side note, Blaine Fowler, who is a... The color commentator for BYU TV Sports. Color. And, and one, of the, one of the animals. <laughs> he also is colorblind. His wife has to pick out all his outfits every day. So you're you're not alone. Good you're company. Not alone this, yes. All right. And he always looks great. So you never know. <laughs> but yes, I, I'm with you. I love the the red against the blue. It hasn't um, reaped many benefits for BYU in the last uh, Some rough memories so. with it. But man, it looks good. Yeah. And that's all that matters sometimes, right? My last my last thing I want to bring up is it maybe it just comes from when I grew up watching college football. I want to see the helmet stickers come back. Okay. That's that's an underrated part hmm. of like the Ty Dentmer-ish era right. of BYU where, you know, just classic royal jerseys, nothing fancy going on, but on that white helmet, you put a couple stickers on the back for the guys that like do really well in a game. Right. I like that idea. I like the idea. Then you have some newcomer come in that feels really stupid because he has nothing on his helmet. <laughs> but he'll earn them. He He's got the him. chance. I hope so. All the fans are going to be like, ha ha, you don't have any tackles from the <laughs> sideline. Cole, something I really loved in 2017 when, is when they put the Lavelle patch in honor of Lavelle Edwards after he passed away on all the jerseys. I just thought, man, Lavelle Edwards is such an incredible guy and obviously has done everything for BYU football and brought it to where it is now. So... For them to honor him that way throughout the season, even though it wasn't the best season in 2017, unfortunately, I just thought that was a phenomenal addition to the jerseys. And I loved how the fans came together. You just remember the community that we're a part of here in BYU football. Everyone has a, a just beloved memory of Coach Edwards. And when Kalani and the coaches were first wearing those patches on Media Day and that coverage was on BYU TV and people saw it, people reached out. They wanted to buy these patches. They wanted to kind of support a good cause and, and remember Lavelle and, and the great coach and, and the guy that, whose name's on the stadium and, and who's done so much for us here at BYU football. Oh, totally. You can... Rarely talk to Kalani without him mentioning something about Lavelle Edwards Stadium, not Stadium, Lavelle Edwards and the impact that he had on Kalani during his life, and not only just as a coach, but as a person. So it it was it was a special thing, and I, I like what you said. It did bring the fans together. And probably a good year to do it since it was kind of a We down needed a year. little bit of gel we that year. We needed some unity <laughs> that year, so the Lavelle patch definitely added a little of that. All right, so those are our thoughts 
on some of our favorite uniforms. And when we come back in just a little bit, we're going to be talking to the Hadleys, Spencer and Matt. And I promise it's an interview that you're not going to want to miss. Did you know that the voice of the Huskies for 37 years was Bob Rondo, stepping away from the booth at the end of the 2017 season? His catchphrase for UW football all those years, a simple touchdown Washington. Touchdown Washington! As we listen to Bow Down to Washington, we welcome onto the show a couple of Washington natives. Matt and Spencer Hadley grew up in rural Washington State before coming to Provo to play for BYU. With only a couple years break for missions, there was a Hadley playing linebacker for the Cougars from 2008 to just last year, 2018. Welcome to the Cougar tailgate, Spencer and Matt. Guys, thanks for being here with us. Of course. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You guys, yeah. man, man, this is a pleasure. This is a pleasure having both of you on here. You both played the same position, well, at, at some point. Do you know who had more tackles? Spencer, we'll start with you. Uh, pretty sure I did. If not, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Matt, Matt, what do you have to yeah. say to that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he's saying pretty sure. I think he's pretty confident that he did. <laughs> he did, but, but to be fair, Matt does have more rushing yards. That is yeah. true. So he could there say that. Spence. More touchdowns than you also. <laughs> there you go. Hey, they miss you against Utah this year. Hey, it, Matt, when somebody asks you what position you played at BYU, what, what do you tell them? Like, what's your uh, what's well, the first, first position that, you say? Yeah, you, uh, honestly, usually I usually I say safety. And then, I, you know, well, I, I guess I, I, I always answer, well, I started out at playing safety, and then people usually kind of want to hear the story. <laughs> um, and so I, I try to give them the quick version. I, I don't want to bore people that that ask but usually yeah i i, I tell them that i, I play safety. safety all right hey you can you can yeah. never bore a huge byu fan you guys should know that they want <laughs> they want to know every single detail so were, <laughs> were either of you recruited to the the local schools or were you pretty set on byu spencer we'll start with you sure um i was initially uh, in fact i remember this conversation i was talking to our uh our head football coach in high school wayne reiner and he uh he came up to me in gym class. We were around the gym getting ready for PE. He's our weight training coach or teacher as well. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, man, I, uh, I just had a conversation with WSU and UW. And I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but uh, they asked if you were going on a mission. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And they said, oh, never mind. Oh, man. Oh, man. Classic. <laughs> I said good riddance. <laughs> I'm sure in high school that was your, your the first thing you said. Good riddance, you guys. <laughs> So then, so then, since that time, you were pretty set on BYU. Um, I was always set on BYU. Matt can tell you as well. We grew up um, diehard fans. Our parents, uh, uh, they're pretty diehard. They both went to school at BYU. Um, my dad loved BYU. We we went and visited campus every year uh, as a family vacation. And so, we uh, it was always the goal. We always wanted to play at BYU. So. Um, I really did say good riddance. I, I, my primary goal was BYU. So I, I love that, and I love that you took family vacations to BYU campus. That, that is a that's a Cougar family right there, Matt. Priorities. What, that's right, Matt. Was what was your recruitment like? Uh, yeah, it was very similar actually to Spencer. Uh, you know, University of Washington. They they posed the same question. Uh, was given. Uh, you know, I'm going on a mission. Uh, that's that's 
what I needed to do, what I wanted to do. And uh, so, yeah, for them, it was uh, it was kind of like, well, okay, if you're going to do that, then never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington State, I had a better relationship uh, just because a lot of that staff was at Eastern Washington. Okay. And, and, and they were recruiting me. Um, and so there was a better relationship there. But I, I think they knew the whole time that uh, I was I was pretty much all in with BYU. I, Coach Mendenhall had offered me at summer camp right after my sophomore year of high school. So, and I had committed to him that day. So I was, I was pretty, uh, yeah, I, I was all in at that point. So you guys, I'm sure, rooted for some teams in Washington growing up professional or collegiately. Which teams did you guys root for? I honestly never really did. Um, our area big it was an agricultural area so a lot of our neighbors and our friends parents went to wsu for the ag program mm-hmm. and so very strong fan base for wsu where wow. we grew up okay um, and that that just made us like them less because they're like oh we're the real cougars <laughs> and we're like yeah right so <laughs> and then awesome. the, the dogs being over in seattle we don't really yeah <laughs> We don't really care for that side of the state, so uh. <laughs> there you go. What what about the the old Sonics? Oh uh, yeah, we did we did cheer for the Sonics. We went to a couple of games. Matt, you go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, I you know I grew up with with posters on my wall from the Sonics. We both did. In fact, we shared a room, so those posters were up. I mean, we weren't diehard fans, but you know, I may or may not years when uh, they left Seattle. <laughs> um, just because I I was never a big Seahawks fan or Mariners fan, so it was just kind of like, well, oh. you know, the only professional sports team that I really cheer for from my home state just left, and so you know, I was a little emotional, I guess you could say. But uh, hey, yeah, that, that's killer as a kid. Fan, yes, that is yeah. killer as a little kid. Your your it favorite ain't. team, yeah. Oh my goodness, I I feel bad for little Matt. So. What made you guys, you guys talked about how your, your parents went to BYU and you just grew up huge BYU fans, but what ultimately made you choose BYU, Spencer? Um, ultimately, so we're not the oldest in our family. I've got three siblings that are older than me, and they were all attending BYU. And just beyond that, I mean, the, the family aspect, so our parents being fans and then, you know, our, our watching BYU football all growing up, uh, my older siblings, um, those all factored in, I would say the biggest reason, um, would just be, you know, affiliation with the church and, and wanting to be there, mm-hmm. knowing that that was the best place for us to be. And, um, that was the biggest draw for me. Yeah. I guess I, I say for me, I don't know if that's the same for Matt, I would assume, but. Yeah. Matt, what was, what was the impact of having Spencer on the team for you choosing BYU, even though it sounded like your mind was already made up anyway? Yeah, well, I think uh, a big reason why my mind was already made up was because Spencer was there. Uh, we grew up four years apart, so we never really got to play with each other, you know, in high school sports. Um, there were a few times during summer league basketball when I was in eighth grade where the coach would give me a chance to, to play with those guys, and that was something that, uh, you know, I cherished. Even, like, those are some memories I cherish even to this day. So. Hmm. That was the biggest, uh, one of the biggest pulls for me. And Spencer, obviously, he, you know, he said the other, other reasons as well. The atmosphere and, and you know, the, the type of, um, just the place that BYU is, it was, 
it's hard not to be drawn to that place. So, um, you know, Spencer being there uh, was was a huge reason why, and, and knowing that I would be able to play with him was a huge reason why. You know, it was it was uh, an easy decision for me. Mm, I love that. That's fantastic. So you guys, you guys obviously know a lot about BYU and the traditions, and and on this show, the Cougar Tailgate, we like to bring football traditions to the national fan base that may have never been to Provo for a game before. Spencer, what was your favorite tradition around BYU sports? Favorite tradition around BYU sports? I kind of have some pride in uh, the the Cougar Walk uh-huh. tradition, even though that's a, a newer thing. Um, I like it because uh, Kyle Van Noy, Brandon Ogletree, and myself kind of started that thing. Really? And, and, and a few and a few others, yeah. But we were the ones that because they had it. Um, where was it that we went that they did? It was at Ole Miss. Okay. It was Ole Miss. They had some similar. And we were like, we need to start doing that. So we started walking actually from the <laughs> the practice facility over to the stadium. Like just the four uh, of you? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it grew. There were a few others that started walking with us. Uh, I think J.D. Falslip would do it as well, a few others. but um, And then it grew from there. They didn't want us walking anymore. So then the next year they did the, the Cougar Walk where they dropped us off on the <laughs> north end of the stadium and then – I think it's changed since then. It's gotten bigger and it's gotten better. But um, I, I like that one because we kind of started it. So oh, my gosh. That is an awesome story. And I love that they're like, we don't want these guys walking that far anymore. Let's, uh, let's, well, let's Matt, bring them a little closer. That year. That, yeah, yeah, I think I remember. That was my junior year. You were, yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah, I was like the pack. I was the pack mule for the walk. <laughs> he was, oh, be- Matt remember? was behind everyone. <laughs> Carrying yeah, everyone's just, bags. Everybody just, everybody just tossed their bags on me. I think people <laughs> that saw us walking, they probably thought I was like, you know, just there to either help with the equipment, like one of the equipment <laughs> managing staff. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I do remember carrying about four or five duffel bags on that walk. And it's, and let me just say, it's a pretty far walk when you got that many that many bags all wrapped around you. So. Dang, I yeah, hope I, I hope you weren't playing that year. You, you didn't have any energy left well, by the time you got to the game. I pl- yeah, exactly. I, pl- I you know, I was I was uh I was out there a little bit on special teams, but uh yeah, you know, I I guess you could say I was I was involved in starting that tradition as well. <laughs> <laughs> as the pack mule. But hey, no one needs to know that. No one needs to know that. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure Lauren, you're great at what you do, so I'm sure that you're going to have a lot of listeners here because they want to listen to you. Sure. Uh, so they might they might hear that. So, but you know that's okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's all a, right. It's a good story. It, it teaches everyone a little humility, you know. That's and, right. And your exactly. big your big brother was picking on you a little bit, Matt. Okay, what was what was your favorite t- tradition at BYU? Um, wow, yeah, great question. I, you know. <clears throat> Ah oh, man, yeah, I even had time to think about it while Spencer was was giving his answer. You know, it, it's I don't I don't know if this was so much of a tradition as it was just um, a lot of the the extra outside of football, a lot of the extra things that we were able to do. Um, you know, starting with Coach Mendenhall, we were able to do the firesides, which I loved. Um, I, I always left those firesides. You know, feeling uh, feeling like I, I got a lot out of them, and uh, but then with Coach Coach Kalani, just a lot of the extra 
you know, service projects and obviously the More to Life Foundation. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, you know, it's, yeah, it's not directly related to football in the sense where, you know, we're not playing the game or it's the day before the game mm-hmm. or anything. But um, to me, it was a huge part of my experience there and, uh, and my growth there as a, you know, as a person. And I, I would say I, you know, I, I really enjoyed those. Of course, the Cougar walk and everything else is, is fantastic. But, uh, you know, experiences like those, I, I really, I really do did enjoy and, and cherish. I love that an opportunity to to reach out to fans and other people and, and make a difference during your time as a yeah, BYU athlete. Exactly. I think that's awesome. So, so you have Spencer here that making you the pack mule, and then you're saying your favorite part was doing service. So I see the dynamic. No, I'm I mean, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I, I, I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's fair. To, I think it's pretty easy to see. You know who the favorite <laughs> child was in the family and. I mean, it's anyway. becoming clear. It's becoming clear. It's becoming clear. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, today is the whiteout at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What's it like playing in an atmosphere like that where all the fans are wearing the same color and you're in those same jerseys as well? Spencer, what's that like? Oh, it's a blast. It's fun. Um, I mean, it, you know, anytime there's like a you know, specialty game, the Royal game or the blackout, the whiteout. It, it, it's fun. You come out, you kind of see the sea of all one color and, 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 you know, the unity that it represents and, you know, they're there for you. You're there for them. We're all kind of in it together. It, it's fun. It, it's fun to take the field and it, it always kind of adds a little bit to the energy. The the fan base seems a little more uh, fired up when, when you have a game like that. And you usually do it for big games. And so that kind of right. adds to it too, but um, it's fun. I, I always enjoyed when, we had games that were like that where there was either a white out, like I said, or Royal or the, mm-hmm. the blackout or different things. It, it adds to it. And it's a lot of fun as a player. Matt, what was your favorite Jersey that you got to wear as a BYU football player? Oh, uh, good question. Uh, probably just the Royal top. I, you know, I'm a big fan of the Royal, you know, I, I think it, it's, I don't know. To me, it just looks good. Plus we don't have to, there's like uh, I don't have to feel like I'm matching Utah State at all. Which come on, we we don't want to be matching them in any way. So bring the Royal. I, I always, yeah, exactly. I was always a a big fan of the Royal, and, and yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite favorite jersey for sure. Yeah, it looks pretty dang good. Yeah, Kalani's trying, man. Kalani is trying to uh, he is. to make it all real. He's doing everything in his power, except for his little mixture it. of the 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 Royal hat and the the navy top that he always wears coaching a lot, a lot of people have a hard time with that but that's for another day so we've been asking a lot of people about uh the jerseys for today they're throwbacks do you guys have any thoughts on what you think of those throwback jerseys spencer what do you think oh have you seen those they're, be, they're all over social media popular oh okay yeah, I, i've seen them i know i might become the enemy no they <laughs> They're not the worst. I don't. I'm. I'm not a huge fan. Really? I, How come? I feel like we. I feel like we missed. Uh, we missed an opportunity. Oh. I. I wish they had done like the sailor cougar on okay. the side of the helmet. That that would the, be sweet. The Y is cool, but I felt like it looked weird because you've got that block Y on the side of the helmet, and then you've got our our normal Y on the front of the the helmet and mm-hmm. on the jersey. And I was like, pick one or the other here. It's kind of. <laughs> No, they're sweet. They're sweet, but I felt like they. Uh, I felt like we missed an opportunity. You feel like they missed the mark. So you wanted the Sailor Coog on the helmet. 
swing and a miss. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, that would have been sweet. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can get behind that. Matt, Matt, what do you think of him? <laughs> well, you know, I I wouldn't say it was a it was a full on swing and a miss. I think we got I think we got a piece of the ball on this one. I I like you know the why idea. I agree with well, the why. I agree with, but I like the why. But I I wish we could have maybe switched it up on the jersey and on the front of the helmet mm-hmm, just to mm-hmm. kind of match it all up. But also, I would have liked to see uh, the white pants. Okay. White pants with, with uh, you know, a tr- like the the all white. We have the white cleats. We got the white socks with the, with the blue royal blue stripes. White top, white helmet. Why not just go white pants and, yeah. and make this game a real whiteout? And uh, I think that would have been – I mean, look, I like it. I think it looks. I think it looks really cool. The white pants would have been, would have been cool. Would have made it just that much better. Yeah, I'm, I'm with just you on that. That much better. I, I have to say, I'd really like the the tube socks though. Those, I think the tube socks too. are awesome. I think. Yeah, I agree. That adds Agreed. a lot. All right, before we go into this next little segment, I want you guys to to kind of update the fans on what you guys are up to now that it's been one year for Matt and a couple years for Spencer since you guys have been on the BOU football team. Spencer, let's start with you. What are you up to these days? Yeah, so um, just working. Um, I got married. I've got a little family. I've got two kids. I've got a daughter named Holland. She is 20 months old, um, getting close to two and all that comes with that. She's developing a little <laughs> attitude, so that's fun. I love it. <laughs> no, she's she's great. And then we've got a little boy who's six months old, and he's oh. a tank. <laughs> he's like twenty pounds, oh. and uh, yeah, he's a beast. So uh, I love it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So we've got those two kids. Um, I work now uh, local. Well, we live in Saratoga Springs, and I work in uh, at a Pleasant Grove at a company called Dental Intel. Okay. And um, we sell a dental software. So. That's awesome. Good times. Good times. times. I know it's always weird, I feel like, for former football players when they have to start doing regular jobs. They're like, everything sounds not as cool as playing football, but but it actually is. It's It's awesome. That's the worst. Don't be be depressed. I need a gallon of ice cream to get over that. Are you kidding me? Hey, you're providing for your family. You got a beautiful family. That's that's the most important thing. No, it's good. Life is great. That's awesome. Matt, what about you? What are you up to these days? Yeah, so uh, we have a 10 month old. You know, we she was born um, during last season. Oh, so and she's that darling. Was, that was that, yeah, that was fun stuff. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, her name's Scotland, um, and she's she's growing quickly, very quickly, uh, <laughs> which is fun to see. We we currently live in Napa, California. Okay. And we love it here. Yeah, it's a it's a great town. Uh, company based out of utah it's called uh providence group okay um and so yeah so essentially they they uh work with skilled nursing facilities and they they hire what they call administrators in training um and they train these administrators for you know a a good amount of time to where they feel like they can then place these ait um administrators in training where they can place us in a building of our own, you know, after we're licensed with the with the federal government and the state government. Okay. And uh, and and then we run these these skilled nursing facilities for for the company. That's awesome. Well, good good yeah. work, you two. I love it. Doing good Appreciate things that. in the world. And the, for those who don't know, Matt, when he had his uh, baby Scotland, it was actually right after a game, was it not? Like your wife was. was at the game watching it, and you guys headed to the hospital right after, and had her. It was. 
yeah, yeah. The doctor uh, called us the night, the day before the game, and said, "Hey, you're scheduled tomorrow for induction at six o'clock." See, the game got over around five thirty, so <laughs> we had to hustle over to the hospital, and uh, yeah, now she came. So that's that's it, incredible. It went well, though. Now that I've had my own child, in the meantime, I I realize the significance of all that. So wow, good on your wife. <laughs> yeah. Good on you and your wife. That was crazy. She's she's a rock star. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, guys, thanks for catching us up on where you're at now. We're actually going to take a little short break, but when we come back, we're going to focus more on the BYU-Washington game, and we're going to do a little quiz to see how much you know about the University of Washington. We'll be right back. Did you know Warren Moon, University of Washington, Class of 78, is the only player inducted in the NFL and CFL Hall of Fames? He is also the first undrafted quarterback and first African-American quarterback enshrined in Canton. Welcome back to the Cougar Tailgate. We're here with Spencer and Matt Hadley, former BYU football greats. Okay, so now we're going to take you guys back home real quick and test your knowledge. But it is of the University of Washington football. You guys are not fans, but I'm sure being ew. from Washington, you might. <laughs> Did I hear an ooh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, you might know. You might know the answer. We're, we're just going to test it out. All right. Okay. Qu- question number one is: What is the name of the rivalry game between Washington and Washington State every year? Ooh, easy, easy. Apple Cup. Got it. Was that Matt? Wait. Yeah, that was Matt. Wait a minute. Hold on. Is this a, is this the competition between the two? Yeah, we're gonna. Or, yes, it is a competition. The... Yep. Okay, one point what? for me. <laughs> everything's everything's a competition when you're brothers. It, it just that you should have known. Okay, so That's so rubbish. question number two: Who leads the all-time series between Washington and Washington State? Ooh, I would say UW. Uh, yep, that was yeah, Spencer, Husky. right? Okay, one one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> All right, here we go. Washington is one of two continuous and founding members of the now Pac-12. It used to be the Pac-10, Pac-8, AAW, and PCC. Who is the other team that was a part of that? That was originally part of the PCC at the beginning. UW and one more team that's now in the Pac-12. UCLA? Um... Incorrect. Dang it. No, no, Spencer gets uh, one guess. Cal. You got it. Ding, ding. Yeah. It's Cal. Cal and UW both joined the Pac Coast Conference in 1915. <laughs> How did you not know that? Matt, come on. Come on. 1950. Okay. Which of the following Washington quarterback greats finished top 10 in Heisman voting? Was it Warren Moon, Marcus Teososopo, or Mark Brunel? Uh. Brunel. I'm going to say uh, Sopo. I was going to say Brunel, but I'm not guessing the same one. <laughs> it was actually Tuyasa Sopo. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> all right. All right. I don't what, know what the score you, is. Are you Googling? Uh, I think he's Googling I, something over I, there. I, pro- I promise I you I'm not, though I did think about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I thought, I thought you were going to give Jake Locker as an option, and I was just going to guess. I would have gone with yeah. that one, too. Let's he's, see. he's the only He's probably the only quarterback I watched while I was at you, Doug. <laughs> well, it was not him. It was not him. What is the score right now? It was uh, It's 3-1. to one, It's 3-1. Like to one. We'll right. put a yeah. little asterisk next to that one. 
Okay, we only have two more questions, so here we go. Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. What is the name (laughs) of the Huskies' Husky mascot? Oh. Like the actual uh, dog. uh, It's it's an Alaskan uh, Malamute. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I He's have a husky. Sparky? I have no idea. <laughs> Sparky! <laughs> is it Balto? <laughs> no. No, no, none of those. Great guesses, though. It was actually, It's actually Dubs. His name is Dubs. That's what I said. Oh, seriously? <laughs> wow, oh, wow. My, thus my, my ears deceive me. No, I did not hear a Dubs. Feedback in the microphone. <laughs> you know what? Here, here's a bonus. Yeah, well, I did get a little feedback there. Here, here's a bonus. What's the guy in the suit mascot? called what's that mascot called the guy like the, the guy suit? in the suit like not the actual dog but like the the guy that dresses oh, up as the yeah, mascot yeah, do you know his name like nah, Co- cosmo honest, cosmo's ours care less <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you know oh, I, have, oh, I have name, no idea what if... his name's harry it's harry harry the husky so oh, there you, you know go what? i'm not kidding i was uh, gonna say harry was the name of the dog but I thought that it was. He's a barky before. All right. Okay. Last question here. Washington has claimed at least a share of the national championship four times. Can you name one of those four years? One of the four years. I will give you a hint. One of the years definitely includes. Oh, no, no. Never mind. Nope. Nope. False. False information. Take a guess of a year. <laughs> let us let us stray. <laughs> two um, two of the years were in the nineties. Nineteen ninety one. Ding ding! You I'm got it. Nineteen ninety one was one. All right, Matt. What's your? Was it? Yes. What's your guess? That was one of them. Uh, ninety five. Nope. So we got nineteen sixty, nineteen eighty four. 1990 and 1991. So what? I, so I was going to say 84 Ooh. is obviously the the notable one, seeing that was yeah. the year BYU won the national championship. But it was a little uh, controversial since uh, so Washington beat Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl, and their only loss was to USC. BYU was undefeated, but some people thought Washington should how, have been the national champion. How is that controversial? So. Get out of here! Yeah. I know. Come on. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. Whoever whoever thinks that we just can we can go ahead and completely ignore them. Well, we we don't care about Washington apparently. Through this nope. interview, we've made that clear. So, <laughs> okay, guys, that's all we got for you. Thank you so much for taking the time, and uh, hopefully, we get to see you here in Provo soon to come watch a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be thanks, fun. Thanks, thanks for having, having us on. Yeah, you bet. Good luck, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks. Take care. Thanks. We'll see you. AstroTurf was all the rage in the 70s and 80s, but did you know that Husky Stadium in Seattle, Washington was the first college field to sport that infamous green carpet? The Cougar Tailgate continues right after this. Wingbacks and wide receivers to the right. One single left. Slovis pressured and going down back at the 12-13 yard line. Kairos Tonga on the put down. Thanks for joining the Cougar Tailgate this week. And thanks again to our guests, Matt and Spencer Hadley and The Rock, the BYU students that joined our conversation about the whiteout, throwback jerseys, and their favorite uniform combos for BYU. Last week I had the chance to talk to BYU defensive tackle and sometimes fullback, 
Kairos Tonga. How long have you been playing fullback for BYU? <laughs> a good two weeks. Yeah, really? Yeah. How did that come about? That who who like brought up that that's what you guys should do, and how did it come about? So uh, we had that play last year, and uh, it was a uh, Braden Albacri who was mm-hmm. the original fullback, mm-hmm. and uh, they had someone else going into like the season. So, and I just one time we were getting food, and Coach Lyman was right there. He's our special teams guy, and he's the one who comes up with like the plays, mm-hmm. and he's ahead of the the scrum play. And I just hey, if you need a, a real fullback, I got you. And then one day I'm just sitting in special team, and my name was up there. He's like, all right, Kyrie, he's going to start taking some reps. So I started taking reps, learning how to take the right steps, stay low, and keep my pad low, right? So it's been good. You like it? I love it. I want to play fullback. Really? You're like, <laughs> and, can I switch over? No, I, I always talk. I tell Coach Grimes. I even tell Coach Clark, like, tight end, like, if he needs someone to block, I'll stay. I don't need to run routes. I'll help out with the block, so. That's so cool. That's everyone's dream to play both offense and yeah. defense. You got to do it. That's so cool. Yeah. What would a win against Washington mean this weekend for the team? I mean a lot. I mean last year, um, for those who were there last year, it was uh, it was hard. Um, we were both going ranked, and um, they just they just beat us on both sides of the ball. Uh, every uh, aspect of the game, it was just Washington. And um, this is an opportunity for us to, to go and, and prove ourselves, walk in with a chip on our shoulders, and uh, just to have fun against a, a great team. You had a good turnaround against Wisconsin last year. The year before that, they, they beat you pretty handily, yeah. then you beat them last year. Do you think it's possible to do the same with Washington this year? Yeah, I think it's possible. I, that's what uh, we're working hard for is to, to be able to do that. I think it just starts with every day, everyone just doing the right things and making sure everyone's healthy and um and what they need to do. And from your perspective, what has been the impact of turnovers both on offense and defense in the last two games? Um, when the defense gets a turnover, it's it's just a momentum shift uh, for the whole team. Uh, the offense builds off of it, and um, when they score, it's just going off of like, hey, they're going off a kickoff with some some energy, and then when the end of the kickoff team makes a great play, Micah or someone goes out and makes a tackle, it just, it just rolls off on the defense. So it's just a cycle. It just continues to go. And uh, it all starts with the big plays like that. Yeah. Do you think there should be some turnover trophy? We have, like, a turnover, like, board. But I think we kind of got away from it. It's just like writing our name on a board. But, really? Yeah. It would be cool to have, like, a little trophy or, or something. Yeah. But it's, it's fun, though. What do, you, what do you feel like it would be if you guys had a trophy? What would it be? I feel like, I feel like everyone's doing chains. <laughs> I think we should have, like, some shoes. And dancing, oh. whoever gets it gets to do a dance move in it. I don't know, something yeah, like that. I love that. Yeah, it'll be something cool, something different, something funny. So, yeah, it's just everyone loves dancing after the game. So, I know, like that. Be fun. The line dance yeah, was that yeah. Kalani's idea? That I don't know whose idea. I just everyone was line dancing, and just, <laughs> everyone just went with it. So <laughs> whatever Kalani's doing, we have to do. So, <laughs> everyone's tired, everyone's hurting, and you see Kalani dancing, you got to dance. Oh. Doesn't matter how injured you are, you, no matter, you gotta yeah. do it. Yeah, Who's in charge man. of the music in the locker room? It's uh one of our <laughs> one of our strength coaches. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he plays some funny music, man. But it's uh it's cool after the game. You don't care what song is on. He's just happy with the win and you're dancing. So. So you heard the electric slide and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay, that's what. We're yeah, people keeping their cleats off and they just start moving, like mid talk. Everyone's talking and oh. Everyone started sliding, so it was fun. 
I love that. Is that kind of become a tradition after every win to do a Yeah, a just dance? start dancing. Yeah, Coach Kalani just turn the music up. And then everyone just starts dancing in the middle. It started off with just like like three players and then we'll huddle up. Now the whole team's getting into it. Everybody's rapping on the side, doing their <laughs> own thing. Yeah, just as long as everyone's into it. And we even had like recruits dancing with us. Like they're just having fun with it. So it's been good. I love that. Um it's rare that the entire student section storms the field after a yeah. win. Where were you in that moment that everyone came on the I was, field? I was dead center. So, like, because uh, they had to, like, push everyone back, making sure I'm like, all right, please, Diane, I hope you held on to the ball. And they're like, yeah, feel like the play stands. I just remember everyone coming up, and we're getting, like, we're getting hit. Like, I feel like I was getting hit harder than I was in the game. Like, people were like, hey, good game. They slapped me. I was like, Oh, damn. <laughs> so I was trying to, like, get out. It was hard because, like, once everyone got there, and I felt bad because, like, I know as football players, we don't smoke it. But people are, like, running up, like, all, we're all sweaty, and people said, good game, just slapping you, where it's, like, all wet. It hurts. So it was, it was good, though, man. It's a good memory. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're like, that hurt worse than these yeah, giant offensive yeah. lines coming <laughs> And we hope the team will be dancing once again in the locker room after today's game. We are under an hour until kickoff, and before we leave, we want to send some good vibes to the Cougars by looking back at one of the most memorable moments from our matchups with the Huskies over the years. In 2008, BYU was the 15th ranked team in the country, preparing for a trip north to Loud Husky Stadium. Washington QB Jake Locker was only a sophomore at the time, but was youthful enough to throw and run all over the field with reckless abandon. The Cougs, meanwhile, were led on offense by Max Hall, Harvey Unga, and Dennis Pitta. It was an offense that would average over 34 points per game during the 2008 season. A Week 3 59-0 blowout against UCLA would help that scoring average, but we're talking about Week 2 versus Washington right now. The Cougars and Huskies went back and forth in scoring all game, but in a game where it felt like the last team to have the ball would win, Washington was in the red zone with time winding down. Locker ran in the potentially game-tying touchdown with only two seconds to go, bringing the score to 28-27. to But this was 2008, and there was a short-lived rule that changed the course of the game. Celebrations were closely monitored in college and professional football around the late 2000s. After scoring, players were asked to specifically hand the ball to the refs. Actions like dunking the ball over the goalpost, group celebrations, and spiking the ball all garnered 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. So, Jake Locker runs in a score in front of the hometown fans with time running out against a top 15 nationally ranked team, and with all that energy, he threw the ball behind his head and into the ground, which at the time was rightly called as a penalty. This backed up the ensuing PAT attempt 15 yards, tougher than just a normal gimme. Defensive lineman Jan Jorgensen was the hero of the day when he blocked the kick, ending the game in regulation with BYU on top, 28-27. And with what's been happening with BYU football the past two weeks in their overtime games, I am assuming that there's going to be an equally as dramatic ending to the Washington game today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Cougar Tailgate, a production of BYU Radio and Go Cougs.